Taxi. Mom, what are you doing? This is the 77 WABC minicast. President Trump today got slapped with a temporary, I should say a partial, basically, uh, basically a, a partial gag order, if you will. And the partial gag order came after President Trump put up a picture on his Twitter feed of the clerk of the court in New York City. You can't make this up. And alluded that the clerk was basically the girlfriend of Chuck Schumer. It's a picture of the clerk of the judge in the New York real estate civil fraud trial and suggested that she is the girlfriend of Chuck Schumer because she's laughing and mucking it up with Chuck Schumer in this picture. And they look like they're they're friends and they may have seen each other at an event. I don't know if they're friends or not. I don't know anything about it. But the judge didn't like it. And so the judge immediately said, okay, there is now going to be a partial gag order that if there are any repercussions to it, it could actually be maybe a sanction. Or if you violate it again, you could even face jail time. Can you imagine this? And so President Trump did take it down. He said, I'm ordering you to take down that tweet, you know, showing the picture of the clerk with Chuck Schumer, I'm thinking of all the things that President Trump has said over the last few years that a picture with Chuck Schumer, with this clerk, suggesting it's a girlfriend, uh, that's sort of the least of it compared to a lot of the comments that are out there tonight. I mean, that to me is really basically a, uh, you know, that's a mild comment from President Trump. But the question is, Are they trying to muzzle him every which way but loose? Are they trying to literally cut him off on the knees from a business perspective? But are they also trying to cut him off in every different shape or form for also making any comments? Because that was a fairly innocuous comment. And is this a precursor that they're hoping that maybe On the Democratic side, they're hoping that maybe some of these other judges will also do a gag order. The judge in D.C. kind of indicated that she was open to some sort of a gag order. Are they all going to try to put a gag order on them and say you can't talk about the case? You can't talk about anybody related to the case? That's a very subjective platform. And to me, this is very much over the top. Um, Earlier today, I also talked with... Also, Professor Alan Dershowitz, he was on with Katz and Cosby, on with me and the great John Katzimatidis. And he also said that he thought that was ridiculous. I want to play that quote because this is cut 37. And this is actually where Professor Alan Dershowitz, I asked him, I said, what do you make of this judge? This is the one in New York imposing this partial gag order or something like that. Are they just trying to shut Trump up because they can't believe every time he gets indicted or every time something else happens, he goes up in the polls. And now he might even be, who knows, he might be the next Speaker of the House, which is, again, their worst nightmare. They'll probably indict him 10 times just for Troy Nels just suggesting it. It's like anytime there's anything that looks positive to Trump, it's like another indictment, another indictment. Keep it coming. Well, here is Professor Alan Dershowitz reacting to news that the judge is putting this gag order on Trump. This judge is a cowboy, and uh, he does not seem to care very much about not only uh, the appearance of justice, but the reality of justice. So 
you know, he's going to be very, very tough on Trump and then there'll be appeals and and we'll see what happens. The results in this case is a foregone conclusion. How sad is that? The result is a foregone conclusion because the judge has already issued a summary judgment in this case. So what are your thoughts, everybody, of where this is headed? And also, in this case, they are trying to cut him off at the business avenues. And the, and what are they doing? They're doing, there is no victim. There's nobody who complained. And yet somehow they've decided to go after President Trump. Because guess what? The last name is Trump. So here is what Trump said today. Uh, and he said, you know what? I'm not shutting up. I'm going to go after the judge and I'm going to go after the D.A., Letitia James, the attorney general of New York. Take a listen. But he's been given false information, misleading information and corrupt information by a very corrupt and incompetent attorney general, Letitia James. This woman is grossly incompetent. She ran on the basis, I will get Trump without knowing anything about me. So he's been given this information. It's now been proven to be false, such as Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida, being worth $18 million, when in fact it's much closer to $1.5 billion. And I appreciate very much the officials of Palm Beach calling yesterday and writing and saying that she was very wrong. That's not the way you value the property. But Letitia James, the attorney general, is also firing back. And you could tell she is out to get Trump. She campaigned on it, and she is quite gleeful today. Take a listen to what she had to say. Today was the second day of our trial against Donald Trump and the Trump Organization. The judge first confirmed that Mr. Trump incorrectly interpreted his comments related to the statute of limitations, as we mentioned yesterday. And our case continues. We resume questioning of our first witness, a former partner at Mazars, a firm that compiled Mr. Trump's financial statements for years. Mazars compiled the financial information that Mr. Trump and the Trump Organization provided and swore was true. The defendants cannot blame their repeated and persistent fraud on their accounting firm because it is the defendants and the defendants alone who provided the numbers, the data, and the false valuations. And as the judge ruled last week, we have proven that Mr. Trump and the other defendants committed fraud. I am confident in the case we are presenting, and I know that justice will prevail. Because no matter how many properties one may own, no matter how much money one may think they have, everyone, everyone is equal under the law. So is it possible that President Donald Trump could indeed become the Speaker of the House. It is possible. There's nothing prohibitive in the Constitution. It doesn't say that you have to be a member of Congress. By the way, also some other news just coming in from our great newsman, Bob Brown, uh, talking about, because there is an interim speaker, it's basically a placeholder, and it's North Carolina Republican Congressman Patrick McHenry. And his first order of business Uh, It's a logistical one because he can't really do too much business until they actually nominate and check and actually vote in a new uh, Speaker of the House. Now that Kevin McCarthy is no longer the Speaker as of a few hours ago, well, this uh, new uh, acting Speaker, if you will, his first issue was to order Speaker 
Nancy Pelosi, the former speaker, remember to vacate her Capitol Hill office. Apparently, she has kept a very coveted space, uh, and it's in a Capitol sort of hideaway office that's in a very kind of coveted location. And he says she's got to move away from that one because that is for speaker office use, and she should no longer have it. That after she was removed as speaker, of course, when the Republicans took over Congress, she should have moved out of that coveted location and given it to the new speaker. And he's saying, guess what? You got to move. She's saying this is a departure from tradition. She's also in California for Dianne Feinstein's memorial service and is very upset that she is being kicked out of this coveted office space. But maybe this is a message of the new Republicans uh, taking control. We'll see where all of this goes, guys.